everyone to the Sister Stories podcast. The aim of this podcast is to marvel at God's sovereignty over each of our lives as women and to encourage one another by sharing our stories. My name is Sophie and today I am joined by Rahina. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Um, so to start, to start off, uh, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Uh, my real name is Maria Rahina. Um, I've been living in Europe around 16 years now, and but in the UK I am eight years. I met my husband at Cornerstone Church. I married to him, yeah, and I have a little boy, Sebastian. I work at the university. I do early morning cleaning, and also I do some receptionist job mm. in the same place. Um yeah, we live just in Chessington and yeah, yeah that that's who I am. Okay, great. Um so we're going to be talking about your uh, your walk with Jesus and and with the Lord and um but can you start with telling us about your family background where you were brought up? Yes, I'm originally from Bolivia, a, a city called Cochabamba and uh, I am a member of five. Mm. Um, I have my brother, uh, my older brother, my younger sister. Um, mom, dad passed away many years ago. Mm. Um, yes, I grew up, uh, I would say, in extreme poverty when mm. I was little. Um, it was hard because many times we have to go to bed without food mm. many times we didn't know what to wear in clothes because we didn't have mm. so it was a hard time and in that time also we couldn't we didn't have easy access to water mm. and then I, at school I used to hear my classmates saying oh you're poor you are this and you're all that kind of thing yeah. so Yes, it was that, and um, yeah, we, I think as a child, it's not something you want to, it's how, it's not how you, you want your life, yes. but it's mm. what it, it is in that moment. Mm. Yeah, and what's about uh, your family's beliefs and faith, did they have a faith in God or not at all? Um. At my dad, when I was four years old, I remember my dad used to help the pastor at church mm. in Bolivia. And then, but then one day, why? I don't know, but he just gave up the church and mm. took us away from church. And, but still, they said, the knowledge about God, about Jesus, it wasn't him. But he didn't want any contact with church anymore. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Did you ever find out why or we, don't, we still don't know? I, yes, I asked him many times, why is this? Um, but the only answer I got is, you only need to know, he said, Wherever you do, wherever you go, read your Bible and pray mm. to God. Mm. 
that that is something I carry with me whole time because yeah. it's the only thing. He didn't go into more details, but he was like a really, really didn't want it to go back to church anymore. Mm, okay. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm, right. Um, so can you take us through the rest of of your life, of your childhood especially? What happens next for you? Um, yeah. Yes. When we were a child, we, for my parents, it was hard in a way like uh, to to afford the rent. We mm-hmm. used to live just in one small room. Mm-hmm. But even that small price of the rent we couldn't pay they couldn't pay so every month we had to find another place another Mm -hmm. place in the end we ended in a place very big land a very small small house it was falling apart and then the neighbor was an elderly lady christian Mm -hmm. and she saw us how we were in the poverty how we were dealing with everything, especially she saw my parents. Mm-hmm. At her church, there was an organization running Compassion. Uh, mm. Maybe some people know about that. And they, she spoke with that, that she, with her church and said, can you help this family? And they come to us. They ask mom, first time mom says no, because all the time people say, you are nothing, you think like that. And then... My mom didn't believe, but they come back second time, mm-hmm. and then we finally went to the compassion, which was a church. Yeah. I, for me, that was a miracle. Mm-hmm. That was where God was saying, "I didn't forget you. I didn't forget your family. I didn't forget your dad. Mm-hmm. I'm still here." And then our life changed completely. Mm-hmm. First of all, I met him. Yeah. I met our Lord Jesus. That's the best thing. And I wouldn't change anything for that. And then also, because he is with me, he is with us, all things in your mind, in your life change. Mm-hmm. And then for me, that was good because my family, mom is okay. My sister ended, she's a teacher. Mm. At the moment, is. After the pandemic, a bit suffering for everybody, I would say. Mm-hmm. But she's a teacher. My brother is a baker. I have four, um, two nieces and two nephews. And yeah, it's just Jesus. When he arrived to our lives, everything changed. Mm. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, did they help you practically with? Uh, paying the rent or other things, or what did they? What this? What did this organization do to help you? Well, they help us a lot, especially with uh, giving us clothes, mm. shoes, yeah. food. I could go to there and eat at least three times a week, mm. uh, three days a week, and then I could have nice food. Yeah. And then sometimes they gave us even. Um, food for to take our home, and then mm. we can we could have that thing, and then if we needed something, they we just talk with them because mm. they say anything, please come to us, and then we went to them and they help us a lot. They do medical check for us. We went to dentists, all that things. It was 
they help us a lot. Mm. I would say what I am now is thanks to God, but thanks to compassion. God mm. helped me through compassion. Yes. And God helped me, my family, through mm. compassion, which is something I didn't expect in my childhood. But yeah. he's... Yeah, he works through many different things in our lives, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. Um, I wonder as well, so you knew about God as a child, uh, as a younger child, but what did you hear about him that was different through compassion? Did you hear the gospel preached more clearly maybe, or what, yeah, what changed in that? In Bolivia, in, when I was a child, church is always <laughs> good or bad, I don't know, but then they give you the, they share the gospel with you, mm-hmm. but they come to you like, uh, you have to be afraid, you have to be scared, oh, which is a bit thing. But then in when you are growing, when you, when we are in a relationship with him, you read the Bible mm. and you pray to him, he changed all that things. Yeah. And then I, I. Many times my prayer was because what I hear from my classmates or from people saying you're nothing, thing like that. I used to say, "I yeah, it's true. God, I'm not nothing. I'm nothing. I don't have anything, but I have this heart. Mm. I want this heart you to be in there. Yeah. And then whatever happen, you hold me. Don't mm. let me go." Because I don't have any place to go. Yeah. And that is how my faith grew more more and more. Yeah. And then as the time the years was going, I started to help at church in the Sunday school when mm. I was 12 years old. Oh, wow. And then I carry on. And then when I was 15, I think I was a teacher already. <laughs> and then <laughs> it, for me, was the best thing because I didn't know outside church were happening and then at the at church and compassion I learned I wanted to be a teacher mm. and I when I finished high school I studied to be a teacher mm-hmm. I was a teacher for four years before move to Spain mm. before here before after I moved to UK but yeah it's um, yeah. how all the process I saw in my life, I don't think I want to change anything. Mm. Because all the suffering I have, all the poverty, the things I see, I saw my parents suffer, or my brother or sister, mm. put our heart, our minds more focusing on God. Yeah. And then probably if I had all the comfort, the thing, comfort, yeah. I wouldn't be where I am now. Mm. And then it's nice to have things. But I think it's nice to have just what you need because you know who to to look and then who to say thank you because what I have is thanks to you. Mm. And then I live my life like that because everything I have, everything I am, is just because God. Mm, yeah that's right yeah um so you said that you moved to spain afterwards um how 
Um, yeah, when was that? What did you do there? Um, I moved to Spain when I twenty when I was twenty four years old, and I used to work there as a nanny. Mm. I work with two families. I've been there for four years, uh, nine years, sorry, mm. nine years. And the last four years I was studying English. Mm. And why? <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. Just uh, is the thing, because I think I was tired, the, the same thing, the same routine. And then I was just sad and I wanted to do something different. Mm, yeah. But also thinking in the future, like uh, maybe one day it will be good for me to learn English mm. so yeah I was yeah. and then you came to the UK after that yes I came in to the UK on the 2015 on the 15th of August wow okay that's very precise <laughs> I won't forget that day um, I came uh, Easter before August I came on Easter to check the land <laughs> <laughs> and to say what the, how is the place and then I asked a friend if she could help me to come to UK and then mm. she said yes and she helped me a lot and I came here my first church was Cornerstone mm. so I came here and you might remember maybe Dave, Dave Reddington yes. and Linda and they was just a blessing for me because mm. he helped me to be involved at church. Even if I studied in Spain, four years English, when I came to UK, I spoke with people and then people look at me like, what does this girl is saying? <laughs> they couldn't understand anything. Yeah. And then for me, was, that was sad. I wanted mm. to go back to Spain. Yeah. But then I think practicing... Then Dave introduced to me my husband. Ah, uh, see. Uh, <laughs> and then in the whole UK, <laughs> my husband was the only one who understood my English. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I understood. Actually, yeah, I understood your English. Uh, but that was very funny. <laughs> uh, yes, and then I'm here. It's a, just a beautiful place to mm -hmm. live. Yeah. And then something I don't share much with people is after I think a man being in the UK, even if was suffering for me, even I got lost in the underground mm. in the train at 11.30 oh. in the evening, I go home 1.30, I got lost. I said, that's it, that's it. Mm. But then one day being here after a month, I had that feeling like saying, God, is telling me this is your place mm. it's done you're here now yeah i had that peace and then for good or for bad you will have me here yeah <laughs> <laughs> no we love having you oh, thank you yeah. <laughs> yeah oh that's great and um you got involved at the international cafe didn't you which probably helped quite a bit as yeah, well yeah that that's nice isn't it yeah international cafe I think it's a good thing that Cornerstone Church is starting because mm. many internationals, w we come with our cultures yeah. and sometimes we want to put our culture in a foreign country, mm. which is a bit sad, but 
is what it with what we are. Yeah. But then English people or UK cornerstone open the doors mm. for people and then offer meal for free and chat with them. You we, I could come to international without any worry. We started in Wimbledon where yes. Um Dave and Linda Reddington took me. And then I just wanted to be involved and help people because I know many Spanish people, they want to speak Spanish. But then I tried to encourage them, just try your bit English, (laughs) just try a bit, just try, because it's the only way we can practice a bit more. But yeah, yeah, international cafe. We should pray for international cafe. Yeah, Mm. yeah, it's a great thing to do, isn't it? Because... Yeah, you're right. When you come to a country, you, it can be very puzzling and disorientating that you don't know the language very well, you don't know the culture very well, maybe. But you have to. That's a good place to meet people and to learn and to learn English as well, isn't it? Yeah. Great. Um, so, how long have you been married to Phil now? Um, now five years, uh, nearly t- three months. Okay. <laughs> wow, very precise. Very precise. Um, and you you have a little boy. How old is he? He's two and five months. Mm, right. Oh, it goes quickly, months. doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so if we move on a little bit, um, actually, what what are you? You said your job was at the university at the moment. Your what are you doing there? Yeah, I do early morning cleaning. Mm. I work from five to eight in the morning. Oh. <laughs> and then after that, I look after my son. Yeah. And then on the weekend, especially Saturday, I do a receptionist job in the, at the same uh, university, but the library. Right, okay. So, so right. yeah, yeah. So quite a lot, quite a busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everything went up to this time. And then if I can do a bit more. And mm. also, I think it will be good for my little boy to be with his dad because he's always with me and then but I mean it's not an excuse but it's it's something I want to do it if possible and you know it's not some Saturdays I have to say no Mm -hmm. because otherwise I don't see my husband you know because Mm -hmm. Sundays we are at church and then whole week he's working and yeah yeah no no of course that makes sense yeah yeah, so yeah, if we move along a little bit, um, what would you say you've learned in the last year or so? What, what has God taught you recently? The, I think something is, I don't know, touching me a lot is the grace of God. Mm. Because sometimes... I will talk in my experience in Bolivia. In Bolivia, they, like I said, they terrify us, us saying, if you don't believe in Jesus, you are going to go to the hell. hell. Yes. And then, mm. But then in the last year I'm learning, it's good to talk what will be the end if we don't yeah. come to Jesus. But talk about the grace. Mm. Because God is our Father. Yeah. If we are parents, we know what is parents for our son. Because our our children, 
will do many nasty things. They might behave bad. Mm. They might not obey us. They might just, how to say, when you are saying something, they will reply to you. Yes, they might be rude. Yeah. 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 But then that is not making your love for them to finish. Mm. You are parent, your mom, your dad. You still love your child. You still love your children. Yeah. And then God is the same. Yeah. No matter what you did, no matter who you are, the grace of God is for everyone. And he is with his arms open for everyone. Church is like a hospital. Mm. It should be there for people who are having trouble be there. Yeah. And then just accept them how they are. And um, it's not for us to say, you are, you know, it's not for us to judge. Mm, yeah. Instead, to give the grace of God. I'm learning that a lot. And then I'm learning that uh, to be the light, mm. you know, yeah. be light wherever you are. Sometimes, as a Christian, people think when they are treating you bad, they are making you hard, they, you have to be quiet and then just like uh, this. Yeah, you, you have don't, to yeah. just not, not, you, yeah. not engage and then yeah. just retreat almost. Yeah, You, you don't mm. have to be rude. Mm, yeah, but you can okay. tell yeah. why you are doing this to me. It's, it's no reason. Yeah. But then that's not, you know, it's uh, just telling them. Mm. But in general, I would say everybody's welcome to come to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. No, I think what you said is important, that we need to respond. We need to be able to respond to people who criticize us, but in a gracious and mm. loving way. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, and... Lastly, if you had to give advice to a younger Christian, what what would you say to them? <laughs> I would say to them, if you are starting in a Christian life, mm-hmm. you choose a good thing, but it's not easy thing. Yeah. Your life it won't won't change. Now you are Christian, everything will be marvelous. It's not like that. <laughs> we have to say the truth. Yes. But when the things turn bad, when the things turn hard, sad, or anything, you can come to Jesus always. Always yeah. come to you. Come to God. He will hold. Never ever, if possible. Go away from God. Never. Yeah. We are humans. Church fail. We Christians fail. Mm. God never. Yeah. And then we can't just go to church and say, oh, because these people don't talk to me or because these people and this church, they weren't kind to me. No. Mm. First thing you do is you, we go to church to praise God. To learn about God, to listen about Him and mm-hmm. the words, and then we are all together at church, and then that has to be our heart. Mm-hmm. It's hard, yes, but if we have God and we think 
the first thing is to see him, to focus on him. Yeah. Mm. Things will be better. So if you are a new Christian, just carry on holding Jesus. If you feel good and happy in Cornerstone, please carry on, come. We are not perfect, but you are always welcome to come. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important, isn't it? Mm. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Rohina. Um, yeah, it was great to hear that, uh, how God has sustained you and kept you, even in tough circumstances in your childhood and then throughout your life, really. Uh, and you're right, his grace is, and his mercy is just beautiful, isn't it? It's just marvellous for us. Um, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Yeah, that's great. And thanks everyone for listening. That's all for today's episode of Sister Stories, but join us again next time. Thank you.